This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. It's the show about the most interesting people in stories of Mississippi. I'm your host, editorial cartoonist Marshall Ramsey. Um, I tell you what, I, I'm pumped about our guest today. We are honored to welcome just an iconic Mississippian. I love that. Definitely an icon from an iconic family. That's true. Uh, Rena Evers, Everett is the daughter of civil rights activists Megger Evers and Merle Evers Williams, two of probably the strongest people that have ever probably come out of Mississippi. She was born in Mount Bayou, Mississippi. She studied business merchandising at New York's Fashion Institute of Technology, which we are going to dive deep into. She's now the executive director of the Megger and Merle Evers Institute in Jackson. And that's, of course, the same city where she tragically saw her father assassinated at their home in 1963. In addition to the Institute, she serves on the advisory board member for the Mississippi Free Press. It's currently a W.K. Fellog, Kellogg Foundation Community Leadership Network fellow as well. Um, just somebody that I absolutely love, and I'm just glad that you and I get to sit down in the same room together and have a conversation. Oh, I am thrilled. Okay. I, you know, Marshall, I love you. Um, wow, that's family... a great way to start the show. Okay. <laughs> our family loves you yeah. and because, you know, you, you infuse um, the art of humor into the truth of America and the world. And people... Um, absorb information in different ways and you have been uh, masterful in showing it in in your art and I'm saying your art your cartoons and in your talk show in the podcast and just being you Lacey can we get all that down because I'm (laughs) gonna have that put on my tombstone no I I did I did not record any of that of course because it's you right that's how it rolls Uh, actually I brought you in today Rena to, to break down the Super Bowl oh oh really yeah okay which well. I know number one she actually and if for those of you around the state of Mississippi uh, last night uh, it apparently the whole Gulf of Mexico dropped on our heads uh, it's like hey you have a drought whoever prayed for rain stop it okay seriously just change and start praying for me to win the lottery or something because right. you're very good at what you do yeah God it, is listening because it rained a lot last it night rained a and lot. you were driving down an I-20 I, from I, Atlanta I exactly was it, it was um, I'm glad you're here torrential yeah um, a little a little hairy and scary. Like driving a through a car wash. No, it was worse than driving through a car oh, wash. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to end eventually in a car wash. Yeah, that's this true. one, yeah, this one does not. 400 miles later, it's still no, going. No, no. But, um, yes, I'm very glad that um, I'm here and safe and being able to talk to you and Amen. listen to you and uh, just chat because yeah. – um, it's nice just to chat sometimes. I think we got some stuff to talk about today. Okay. Yeah. Uh, number one, uh, yay to the Jackson State Sonic oh, Boom. Oh, my gosh. I'm Sonic here, Boom. So just... I'm sitting here watching this last night, and nobody knew it, of course, that they were going to do it. Number, right. and Lacey and I were talking about this earlier. I mean, in Jermaine, too. Props on them for being able to keep a secret. Yes. Talk about discipline. Yes. Well, respect. 
Yes. Respect, discipline they have. Yes. Discipline they show. Yeah. Uh, artistic um, proudness they have. But I tell you, um, Mississippians knew who was out there on the field. Well, that's the thing because you know Hollywood. Sometimes they'll sit there and do, you know do literally the the, the quote unquote Walmart version of somebody mm-hmm. to save a buck. Mm-hmm. But when I saw them, I was like, no, that's the Sonic. That's the That's them. There's there's that's nobody the quite like them. That's right. And I mean, my heart popped out. And you know, surprisingly, Delbert Hoseman's post on Facebook is what confirmed it to me. Oh, he, really? He's the one who picked up on it. I don't know if he knew it ahead of time or whatever, but his Facebook post popped up, and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that was them. That was great. I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. They sh- they showed out, and they made Mississippi proud, Jackson State even prouder. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the world knows about the sonic boom. If That's right. If you didn't already, you know now. That's what I did for my cartoon for today. Um, yeah, I've got the, the Lombardi Trophy yes. with J- JSU Sonic Boom on there saying <laughs> the, the true champions. <laughs> so that, that was good stuff. But, I, you know, like I said, it was actually a good ball game. It was. Yeah. It was. I was driving most of the time. Yeah. But Except I, when you were hydroplaning? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, I, I got to see the last 20 minutes and then overtime. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Overtime. That was incredible. And number one, I feel bad for the 49ers kicker. You know, I mean, because well, he literally kicked a 55 yard. He did. Or was that, um, you know, one thing about Super Bowl, it makes Roman numerals great again. <laughs> so I'm sitting there going, okay, 55. So it's LX. <laughs> you got to go back and start thinking about that. I know. It's like, yeah. I learned yeah. that in third grade. I don't yeah. remember it too well. Uh, oh, well, you did good in third grade. Though. Well, you know. They, uh, I didn't learn. I, I was, well, it was the best four years of my life. <laughs> Mine was later on in life, <laughs> learning Roman numerals. Uh, but it, it was a it was a really tough game. Yeah, good game, tying game. Although, and and they they both teams they both deserved to win. Played their yeah. hearts out. Yeah, and yeah, they they do. Yeah, they do definitely. You know? And the commercials, eh, they were all right. You know. Okay, I'm, you know, a kid of the 60s and the 70s when they really had big commercials. Oh, yeah, no, that's, that's it. Well, <laughs> so, and, and for you years, know, I was waiting yeah. for the Clydesdale horses. Yeah. You know, and they did where finally, are you? And that was actually one of the best <laughs> best commercials was the Clydesdale. Yeah. So that, that usually right. is the one that pulls everything out of the fire. But I'm with you. You know, I mean, the game was always terrible. And the commercials were always fun. So you they would were like, wonderful. So you get them to go to the restroom during the game, and then you come back and watch the commercials. Right. Yeah. Right. We so, need right. to bring back the Coca-Cola polar bears. That needs Aww. to be. Oh, no, there's always that one. Yeah. But that always makes you want to go and make sure that you have Coca-Cola right there. Yeah, that's or at right. least go check and on a polar so bear. So you can chug a lug it down. That's why it's a good advertisement. <laughs> yeah, but then the ice melted and the polar bears are gone now. So And, just, and oh. while, we're, while we're talking about the Super Bowl, a yeah. shout out to Willie Gay and Chris Jones, Mississippi State alums. Yes. That, uh, we're on the winning side, so congratulations to them. Yeah. A little bit of uh, Mississippi representation Well, and last Todd Pinkston also is a coach, is from Mississippi, oh. was there in Derry. Okay. Harris also, so there yeah, you go. had a lot of Mississippi. Well, well, well of course, we're number one at everything. Okay. You know, I mean, well, let's let's well, watch where we're number one. Okay. Well, and I didn't say that if it was good or bad. Miss <laughs> Rena said, "Hold on now." Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and and you know, we did all, and, and that's a sad thing. You were in the car, so you couldn't like have like great food. I had. Oh, you food. got you. Oh, you had food. I had some food, yeah. but you know, for road trips, I just don't do a lot. But yeah, it's kind of hard to do a full spread not, when you're driving. Exactly. Yeah. I, I 
one thing, and I'm not trying to do a shout out, but I went to driving back. I went to the new Bucky's at in. Is that in not Alabama, overwhelming? And yeah. it's like you walk in and go, ah. <laughs> you you, the know, beaver nuggets. Yeah, the beaver nuggets are to die for. Well, yeah. the. The brisket was pretty. Brisket's good dang too. Good. So oh, yeah. that that was my my Super Bowl meal. Excellent. Oh, that's fine. All right. So that's that's definitely four and a half to five stars out of five. So yes, yeah, it was so, good it was. job. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know it is. It is like um, like a, a a Sam's or a Costco had a baby with a, a, a Cracker Barrel. You know, that's right. You know, Very so you good. get a little bit of both on there. Yes, and, you do. And it's overwhelming. The bathrooms are clean, so yay. Bath. Bathrooms are amazing. Which is a big part Which of it. Hey, when you're a road of, warrior. You're, yes. See, folks, y'all didn't know we were going to get into such a highbrow, <laughs> deep conversation as the bathrooms between here and Atlanta. But a civil rights icon is in the building, and we're talking and about we're ta- Bucky's, baby. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about good, clean bathrooms. Yeah. Yes. yes. You, you do know that in a weird, strange, twisted way, your dad was a reason why I moved here. I've told you the story, haven't you I? Have, you have mentioned it to me, but I would love yeah. to hear it again because um, the way that you uh, express your feelings, um, you have been, you, you were infused at a very young time about right and wrong, and it shows. So I would love to hear that. Yeah, it was. I lived down in San Diego, California, right? So if you've ever, you you, you know California, you, right. you, you did that for most for of your life. For a while, yeah. For a while. Mm-hmm. Um, nice weather. It was a great weather. And it was a good place to live. And I got in the call from a former editor of mine who was from Philadelphia, Mississippi, of all places. And he told me about the job being open at the Clarion Ledger. And so I was just, I hung up on him at first. <laughs> I'm like, the phone, the number you have reached has been disconnected, you know, because it was like, I just got back from the beach. But I mean, my family's from Atlanta. My wife's family's from Atlanta. We knew we were going to have kids eventually. It would have been nice to get back closer. But I just, I don't know. And so I went and interviewed and and. You know, they were trying to, they offered me the job and, and we were deciding about it. So I went to the local library in San Diego, a little neighborhood library, not, not a ton of books, but they had two books on Mississippi. One was a general history um, and the other was a biography on your dad. And so I started reading about your dad. And number one, it just jumped out. Of course, growing up in Decatur and, you know, mm-hmm. dad sawmills, mom seamstress. And, and I was just, you know, and, and and now I've, you know, I got to know Charles later on, but I, which was I like, I love my uncle Charles. I know. I, I love, <laughs> and number one, having boys of my own, you know, you, my wife and I joke that our, our uh, gene pool is Olympic size because our kids are different in so many different ways, you know, but, but I mean, I'm sitting here reading this book. It's great. Reading about his service in World War II, mm-hmm. D-Day all the way to the end of the war. Um, just total hero. I mean, he's buried in Arlington for a very good reason. And I, but I just started reading. I was like, okay, this man, like number one, loved where he lived so much that he was willing to put up with all that he put up with. That's right. And he was one. You know, he knew he could make a difference for you. I mean, really, honestly, for you and and your brothers, um, and, and other children, and other children. Yeah. But I mean, every parent knows that. You know, you, you want the best for your kids. But anyway, by the time I closed the book, I looked at my wife and I said, <clears throat> if he can have the courage to do all the things he can do, we can go We can go live there and try to make what our mark there. What did she say? She wanted to get home closer to her parents. So, 
But so was that book for us the living, or was that? I cannot another? remember. I'll have to go back and look. And what year? <clears throat> 1996. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, because you know, <clears throat> growing up in school, your dad was a sentence. Uh, Which was yeah, that's one of my driving forces <laughs> for good reason. No, 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 and I'm right there with you. Right, it's on just that. like um, it starts out June 12th, 1963. Yeah, Medgar civil rights activist NAACP field secretary was shot down and killed in front of his house and his family. Yeah, period. And and that has always been my drive to to put out the why why was that sentence done but more importantly why was he killed right and um that i mean of course my it was my my mom's drive was to get justice and uh 31 years yeah of pushing 31 years of collecting things. My mother was, um, I'm just going to say, a glorified collector of everything. And uh, right now the Mississippi Department of Archives and History has so much of it. And the other part, parts of it have gone to Pomona College regarding... um, her time, our time in California when she moved us from Mississippi in 64. But, you know, it's just um, critical to understand why things happen. Yeah. And the truth about why things happen. Not something that's sugar-coated. That's right. Okay? Not something that's left out because we don't want to feel guilt or we don't want to feel shame we don't want our the next generation to feel shame we all need to understand exactly what happened in order for us to make critical decisions about where we go and where we go forward you and I were talking a little bit before we got in the air and the Japanese technique and my, like I said, my brain doesn't work on Monday mornings, which is awkward when you have a, ra- when you have a radio show. <laughs> that, that's always a slight problem. There is the Japanese technique when they've broken pottery and they fuse it back together with gold and it ends up making it stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people might say, well, that's broken. That's imperfect. But it's actually more beautiful. You know, it's actually and the way American history is. And, and this is just my my two cents. I mean, I grew up, I've been an editorial cartoonist for my whole life. You know, I've been putting opinions out there and everything else. But the thing about history is that what makes this country so great is because our founding fathers created this document that we didn't live up to. And it took men like your dad and women like your mom to help us be able to actually live the words that are in the U.S. Constitution and in the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. There really is. And yes, there was pain. But at the end of the day, that pain is what makes us stronger. It's almost like an oyster, you know, with a piece of grit that yes. creates a pearl. It does. Yeah. Now, the, the, um, you know, I uh, when I talk about our founding fathers, we need to think about who they were when they came over. 
and why did they come over? And to understand the history of why things have happened in this nation, you have to understand the mindset of who was there that came over to, to start this nation. And so it wasn't always the ones that were um, in the best standing. Mm-hmm. And most of it was not. Um, so we, we have to be clear about our beginnings on the United States of America and who, who put out the Constitution and where was it aimed as far as being beneficial. That's right. And um, my ancestry, my ancestors were not supposed to be the beneficiary. Right. And, but as you talked about being the imperfect broken pieces, nobody's perfect. There's nobody perfect. Right. There's nothing that's really perfect. Um, I believe that God's perfect. Yes. And that's the only one that's perfect. And that gives us uh, something to aim at. Right. Or someone to aim at. Yeah. Say, say, well, yeah. you know what? Yeah. I keep saying, Lord, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to do your will. I want to do your will because where I want to end up is with you. Yeah. And so I'm trying to get the truth. I'm trying to speak my truth. I'm trying to understand others' truth. And as much as we can go with what we call the black and white, which is what I'm calling the black and white, the written word, and documents that can sustain what we think is the truth. Um, That's what I'm pushing for. I'm pushing for the oral history of ones that have lived it. Mm -hmm. If we have pictures, that. But, you know, I'm not looking um, and I'm hesitating but I'm going to say my truth. I'm not looking for reconciliation. And the reason I'm not looking for reconciliation because of what Webster put in the definition is to go back the way that you had it. I don't want to go back to slavery. I want to move forward in union with what we can do together to make human rights respectful mm-hmm. what we can do to respect Mother Earth and uplift everybody and not feels so um, scared about saying I'm different from you. So that's the thing. I mean, you and I obviously we got a lot of things that are very different in our lives. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, starting with the the color of our mm-hmm. skins, and, mm-hmm. and just go on down that point. We also have a lot in common. The bottom line is, though, we will never get anywhere if we can't have a conversation. Right. And and I know right now we're kind of in a weird time in our country where we're screaming past each other on social media, and the algorithms are feeding us spoon feeding us exactly what we want to hear, and and that's a very tough thing to overcome, because and people are angry. 
and yeah. some of them justifiably, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to take anybody's anger and, and poo-poo it because right. at the end of the day, we have just come off of from 2008 on. It's been a tough time. It's been tougher than that. I mean, it's been tougher. But that's it. But I think about that. I think about my grandparents in 1941 tucking my parents in bed on December 7th, thinking, what kind of world are my kids going to grow up in? And I think about your mom. I'm not com- comparing the two at all because what your mom did, but your your mom literally is looking at her whole world has just been devastated by one gunshot, by a gunshot. And she has three small children to raise. I, you know, at the end of the day, we all can say, you know what? We have got the strength in us. I, I was just looking, like I said, the Medgar and Murley's Evers Institute. Okay, either one of those names... <laughs> you know, you're talking about a titanium pillar on both sides of, of that holding up the building. You had no chance to be anything but tough. <laughs> Just to let you know that. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm a it, little... does, it does come out a little bit. No. Uh, but, uh, sometimes yeah. I, I'm the quiet, tough yeah. one. But, right. um, you know, it's, it's so humbling to be their daughter. Yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's tough. But I think your toughness shows the fact that that's a lot of pressure for anybody to live up to number one, whose father is a civil rights icon and whose mother literally is the toughest human being on the (laughs) planet earth who, you know, became head of the NAACP and turned it around when it was in tough times, who's been able to break more glass ceilings than a million rocks. I mean, just being able to, to, to walk in. She, you know, talk, I was thinking about in Hamilton in the room where it happens. Your mom has Uh been in the room where it happens more often than anybody else. She's very tough, but she's also your mom. She is my mom. And he was your dad. And he is my dad. Yeah. And I still feel him around me. Yeah, so I can that's believe why it. I say he is. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. Because They're, they didn't realize, uh, well, uh, that's a correction. Mom didn't realize that they were going to be a power couple. Yeah. Dad realized what he was doing. Yeah. You're, as, as they said in. Um, and Indiana Jones movie, he chose wisely. He did. <laughs> <laughs> and she said that. Yeah. Oh, I have a feeling. Oh, I could, I would have, I would love anything on a time machine just to see them dating. Oh, my God. They met gosh. in Alcorn, right? They yeah, met, yeah, Alcorn. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, they yeah. did. They yeah. did. God, uh, could you the imagine? first day that she was there. And she was a bit younger, day. too. And oh, I mean, yeah, like eight years. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, man, this, uh-huh. this war veteran comes sashaying in, and, you know. And her grandmother and her aunt told her, that's the first thing you don't do. Don't get involved with upperclassmen or these vets that came back from World <laughs> War II. She broke those rules, too. Oh, just yeah, just like the glass ceilings. Yeah. Just shattered go. those rules. You and I were talking a little bit during the break uh, about running back and forth Atlanta. And I was like, you just got here last night. And, and I know you're. <laughs> You're tired. That's a, that's a tough trip, especially when it's pouring the rain and everything. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad I'm here with you. Yes. Um, you know, a few years ago, I did a cartoon when Barbara Bush died. And, you know, I was thinking about her life, how she had everything and, you know, power and, you know, husband, president, privilege and everything else. But she had suffered the worst uh, loss that any parent could do. She'd lost a child. You lost your daughter um, to breast cancer, Camby. And she, was she 32? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
talk about she was gorgeous, just oh. beautiful, um, smart, bright light, sassy, like sassy. her grandmother. Yeah, very much like. Oh, her and I could see a lot of your parents in both of oh both in her. She she really did. She um, that's my first daughter, Camby Denise, and uh, when she was born. Um, she wouldn't go to anybody but me <laughs> for the <laughs> longest time. She wouldn't go to her dad. She would, I mean, she would cry. And um, my mom and Camby bucked heads. I don't know really? how many times. Because they were just alike. And Camby came into the world. Camby. She yeah. came in her. And she stood strong with who she was. Yeah. And that was my mom. Um, but because of the, the years, uh, the generation that my mom grew up in, you can't, you couldn't talk back and stuff. And Camby couldn't talk back either because I'm truly a Southern parent. Yeah, that's <laughs> Okay. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no, no, no. No disrespect in this household. Uh, do we need to go to the bathroom? Do yeah. we need to go to, what do we need to do? Um, but she was strong. Yeah. And and fierce, and loving life, and I saw so much of her tenacity as my dad coming through to through her. Yeah. Uh, so much of of making sure that whatever happened was the right thing and the truth, and and that really kind of runs through the family. Um, because so much of what my father still does, but has done, is about exposing the ills, but healing the ills mm -hmm. of, of our race, African-American race, but of all races. It wasn't about just one. I mean, I'm, I'm flipping from Canby because Canby she knew, uh, I've always talked about, and, and not said, here, sit down and read this, but always talked about life in Mississippi, my parents, but they were always around my mom. And she was a force yeah. at that time because she was traveling all over. She was with Atlantic Richfield. She was as director of consumer affairs. She was with Selig Mellon Latz, PR firm in New York. I mean. Mom, mom had a vast <laughs> work experience and life experience, and they were around that. And so they were in awe because she was Grandmama. You know, Grandmama could do no wrong. Grandmama can take care of everything. But it was also because of Dad, they knew that they had privileges. Mm -hmm. And because of not just their grandfather, because all of the civil rights warriors that fought and died, and those that survived are still fighting. Yeah. You know, and so Camby fought. I was with her. Uh, she had triple negative breast cancer, mm. uh, and it went fairly quick uh, within uh, two years. And um, I was blessed to be there when she was born. 
and I was the only one there when she passed. Oh, wow. And um, I was thankful um, because I told her how much I loved her. And she knew it. And she knew it. Yeah. She knew it. And that's what's so important um, about what I remember and what I feel about our family. Yeah, there's always going to be strife. There's always going to be differences. But there's that love. See, that's what I was going to ask you, because your family has suffered trauma from your dad to your brother, Daryl. Mm-hmm. Um, your daughter. I mean, I'm just going through. I can keep doing this. But you My have uncle. got your My uncle. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. And you've got this literal um, superpower called love that holds you together. Because, I mean, that's, that trauma is enough to break anybody, to be honest with you. And, and, and it does and break at different points, though, It does, Marshall. yeah. Uh, but you're right. The, and I'm sorry for interrupting. No, 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 no. What, you, but, <laughs> what you're saying is way more important than what no, I'm no, saying. No, Trust no, me. No, don't say I'm, that. I'm smart enough we to all, know that. We all, we all understand, or hopefully, that love doesn't conquer all. Okay, right. I mean that's a nicety to put up on your wall. Looks good, yeah. But it it does not. <laughs> right, no. how, how many how many years have you been on this on this? Oh, earth I've been married for thirty years. I've been married thirty it years. It does so not yeah. conquer all, yeah. but if you have that as your guiding post, if you have that knowing that that's the end goal, yeah, like the Super Bowl, yeah. but it doesn't go. It doesn't always go into a tie. Yeah. Okay. You keep going. That gets you through the fourth and quarter that, when you're tired. It does. Yeah. It does. And it gets you that trophy. Yeah. Eventually. See, I'm loving this. You're like repping the whole Super Bowl <laughs> uh, metaphor in there, and it's fitting just perfectly. But you're right. You're right. And um, and I really, the first time I was around your family was at the 50th, uh, right about right after the 50th. I'd done a really, uh, a not, I, one of my favorite cartoons, to be honest with you, about your dad. I love it. Um, the Courageous. Yeah, literally is, uh, for those of you who, you know, radio is such a visual medium. Um, it is literally his face, and the whole thing is just the word cr- courage. courageous. Courage. 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 Yeah, courage. Yeah. I can't remember my own work. It's That's right. I had to think back on it. Yeah. It's it, courageous but, work. But but it's like every word is is courage mm-hmm. because that was literally, you know, how I felt about him. But anyway, so I got a nice phone call and asked y'all ask if you could use it on the on the plaque for mm-hmm. the, to give as the award. So you invited me to the It was great. I was sitting next to um uh oh gosh, Dar- uh, Dan Aykroyd. Oh, because yes. Dan was there on that one. I was yes. like, I was like, okay, I'm sitting here at, around the Evers family, and Dan Aykroyd sitting there, and he was, he loves y'all. I mean, he was yeah, just like completely. We loved them. He loved Jackson. I mean, you could tell. Oh he, my gosh, that he came man, back so many times. That man was because one movie, and he's just like he kept coming back, and and he loved the sheriff, and he loved yeah. it. You know, he was just a super nice human being. Their whole family is. Yeah. And and you know, a lot of times we don't think that we can connect with people that are at a different financial status than yeah. you are because you think they have everything in it. Okay, we're, we're human, right? Right. We have to put on our shoe one 
unless you have superpowers to jump in them <laughs> one, one at a time. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I wear slippers and flip flops. <laughs> you know, um, and and that's that just goes back to the whole thing about human rights. Yeah. Okay. We 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 bleed the same. That's right. We bleed the same. Our innards, technically, are the same. All right. It's the outer layer that shows a difference, but. He would go back to love. Yeah. But you got, and you have to love yourself. And that's a hard thing. To that's do. a hard thing to do. And that also, if you don't, that can cause an awful lot of problems. Exactly. Because that, you know, would they say hurt people hurt people? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you don't know who you are, and, and, and I'm not saying you don't know who you are 100%, because I've been on this earth over 60 some years, right? Yeah. I'm cringing, <laughs> but I have, and I'm still trying to figure out who I am. There's things I know. But that's but being human. It's uh, growing. And, and I guess yeah. that's what, I don't ever want to stop looking and growing who I am. I don't ever want to stop. I don't ever want to have myself in a position where I put up the wall to say, that's it, I'm done. And I don't need to look anywhere else to understand that this is right or wrong. And maybe I'm not saying it in the right way. I just want to make sure that people grasp the idea that life is about growth. And I might learn something about you today, Marshall, but then 10 years down the way, I'll learn something about this day, 10 years down the way that I did not know. Yeah. That could change, hopefully in a positive way. <laughs> it's me. Hopefully so in a that, positive that's way. up in the air. You don't what, know. <laughs> what we do yeah. for all of humanity. And I'm not trying to be um, Susie Sunshine, even though. That was a nickname my dad gave me. Not Susie Sunshine, but my nickname for my dad was Sunshine. Sunshine. Because, according to my mom, I came out smiling. And um, I was always smiling, but I was happy. I, was, I felt safe when he was there. I loved how he would make just little things that he didn't want to scare you as children for the security things. So he made games out of, you know, how to find the safe place and how to like that. I really wish I could have met your dad. Um, oh. He's one of the best people in the world. Yeah. Uh, he understood at a very young age uh, that he had a purpose and we all, we don't all understand that sometimes. Um, and I say that because my mom told me the story about her being pregnant. I believe she was pregnant with my brother, Daryl. And um, my grandmother, Jessie, who was a powerful woman on her own, and granddaddy, Jim. Oh, my gosh. So you, you want to know where that strength, where that fortitude, yeah. where that resistance came from? A loving home that yeah. did not 
take stuff. Yeah. All right. That's okay. I had my finger on the cough I button. know. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, to grow up, and, and, and it yeah. is important to grow up, but in, in at that time, to have Granddaddy Jim be called Crazy Jim because he <laughs> refused to bow. Yeah. He refused to move from the sidewalks. Which is incredibly dangerous. Yes. Could have, could have been fatal. Ex- yes. And and he um, and then to have my grandmother Jessie, who I I remember my grandmother Jessie, and my mother says I'm just like her. <laughs> she goes, because I love to cook, and she does. I mean, she she's just and I love to have people around. Yeah. I, I um, and. She was always bringing in strangers to help them, to feed them, to clothe them, to shelter. And so that's what my father, my uncles, my aunts, you know, grew up with. That that humanity, that respect for humanity. Um, and that's that's what... That's what they fought for. Yeah. That's why my father, his friends, uh, my uncle, Aaron Henry, M.Z. Moore, okay, Dr. Shirley, all of them fought for the respect that every human deserves. You have dropped obviously a lot of wisdom in the last 45 minutes. Um, I think you touched on something talking about hoping to always continually grow and you gave several good examples of people in your family. It's, you know, it's almost like when you make steel, you have to mix in different things Mm -hmm. to make it better because iron's brittle and will fall apart. I think if we turn inward to try to grow, I don't think that works. I think being able to help others and be able to lift them up is the true path to growth and then you have to add in love to be able to make it stronger and that's what you're and doing to make it bloom and that's so y- you started off with this this whole uh business um education with with the fashion <laughs> you want to go back to the fashion no no it's okay so so you know obviously 18 um your old version of you had a probably a little different idea what your path forward was going to be yes in life and yet here you are today helping other people to understand and try to have empathy in a time when empathy really seems like out of style. Well, I'm going to, you know, tell you the truth. Um, You know, when we were younger, we were always with my mom. Yeah. At different functions and stuff. And um, it it was uh, exhausting. Um, it was always people coming up, oh, how are you doing? Yeah. So it was always a reminder of what happened that night uh, and months before with the fire bombing. So, you know, that was exhausting within itself. And uh, I just have to say this one thing is kind of off of what you started. But I have to give... Um, love out to the King family. Yeah. 
right now um, with the loss of Dexter King. I know. I mean, it's like, you know, like I grew up in Atlanta, so it's like, he, it's like he's young. Yeah. Well, he and, and Daryl, I mean, yeah. actually Dexter died of prostate cancer, which is what my stepfather, Walter Williams, died of. Yeah. But Daryl died of colon cancer. But it's, it's devastating to lose a sibling yeah. at a young age. Uh, but it's devastating to lose a child. Um, and, and my heart and my arms just surround the King family because that's, that's hard. You come yeah. down to two now. Um, so I just, I just wanted to. No, no, no. I know there's, like I said, I mean, you, your nickname's Sunshine. You have a smile. <laughs> I love running into you. I love talking to you. And I know that there have been days in your life when getting out of bed was the hardest thing you could have possibly done. That's correct. But you did it. And that's that strength. Okay, well, maybe you didn't do it. And that's no, the thing. Maybe there was a day you did decide. There's to, several that, days. Yeah, and that's okay, too. That I couldn't. Yeah. And I didn't know that that was okay. I thought I had to be the strong one. I thought I always had to get up because I promised my father after he died. Yeah. I said, I'll take care of Mama. And And that's one thing my mom says all the time. She goes, you came up to me when I was crying and said, don't cry, Mama, I'll take care of you. Wow. So that was my path forward. But then I, I wanted to do something of my own. Yeah. And so I wanted to go to New York, and I went to <laughs> fit in New York and had a, had a ball. New York <laughs> grew me up. <laughs> so, it, But then um, coming to the place I am now is because of my mother. Yeah. Because she asked me to come, and she started the Institute uh, over 25 years ago. But she was doing a lot of work. And then she came for Alcorn when she was a visiting professor. And she goes, come and help me. <laughs> so what, what does a daughter to do? You say, yes, ma'am. That's right. <laughs> you say, <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I'm here, and I thought I'd only be here for one year. Yeah. So, oh, I thought I'd be in Mississippi for two. So I understand. <laughs> Twenty eight years later, so it's like the Hotel California. There you go. <laughs> you can exactly. check out anytime exactly. you like, but you can never leave. Exactly. But it's. But I'm glad you did. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're doing it. Um, because I think you're the right person to do it. Because you've, you know, and you know, it's. Um, anyway, it's. It's it's a work in progress. It's a work as in progress. Is, but yeah. but. We all have to do it, when, and it's not just about my parents. The letter that you wrote to your mom, though, that was on CBS. Yeah. That was so beautiful. Um, there was a couple quotes. You carried the weight of history on your shoulders, and there have been many times when I wondered how you did not bow or break. You passed that strength to me, a young sapling learning to stand tall. You're a good writer. <laughs> that was nice. Thank you. I'm very poetic. I mean, I, I never got past there once was a man from Nantucket. Oh, so, stop. <laughs> you know, so you're a much better writer. Yeah. No. But what a beautiful thing. And, and for her to be able to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's so. It was a nice thing for CBS to ask. That was. That really and was. And to say that they wanted to include uh, because it was really about her. Yeah. And it, it still was. Yeah. But I got to tell her um, how, I, how I felt about her. What's amazing is your dad's story is, and it is. 
and, and it's just your mom's story. It's equally amazing, if not then some. Well, women, you women, you're, you're all so tough. <laughs> no, well, so. well, there's women and men. I just want to do one, one little um, plug yeah. for anyone who's near Jackson. Yeah. Please come out for the Evers Lecture Series tomorrow. Oh, nice. At the two Mississippi museums featuring Joy Ann Reed and the new book uh, about my parents, Medgar and, and Merle Evers, uh, and about their love story. What time is it? It's at uh, 5 o'clock for the okay. book signing, mm-hmm. but 6 o'clock for the, the event. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, by the way, the two museums. What, what oh, my gosh. Uh, it's incredible. just, it is. Mississippi uh, did right. Remember Flonzi, uh, right? Was, yes. Well, I love her, by the way. And, and I love the fact, too, that she goes in and talks to kids today mm-hmm. to tell them, okay, this is what this is what I went through. Mm-hmm. I love that when um, Dr. King was coming through and stayed with her at Canton, she saved his dishes, <laughs> and they're in the museum. <laughs> I just thought that was fantastic. Um, so many great stories. But what that's, that's great. And, you know, we talked about that. And, the, you know, Back in in 96 and back in 2000 and back in that time, you know, there really wasn't a lot written about your dad. And now, now, you know, the movie came out, which I still make, I still poke fun at Jerry Mitchell for being the pesky Jerry Mitchell. (laughs) Pesky redhead. The pesky redhead, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which, by the way, I wish Jerry were here doing the conversation because you you two have got such a wonderful history and and so forth. That's my bud. And I'm very proud to have worked with Jerry for a long time, too. So, and still do. It's nice. He's, He's with me uh, now working with me so it's great but um is there anything that w- i mean we've got about three minutes i have a question for you oh gosh okay <laughs> okay she's turning the, the table tables have turned i know it i'm a little nervous no okay. no no knowing um knowing why you decided to take the job at the clearing ledger mm-hmm. understanding the landscape of mississippi um what made you really, really dig in deep and do what you do to show about humanity? It's a complicated answer. I came here originally as a, for a cartooning job, and then I started having children, and then I wanted it to be better for them, and then they grew up, and now I want it to be better for everybody's kids. Um, then I, you know, I had cancer and then, you know, I mean, there's been a bunch of different things along the way. I I think that the moment hit was, um, the day of the Mississippi flag vote in 2001. Mm -hmm. I had been getting death threats all day long. And at 530, my doctor called me and said, you have cancer. And I started laughing at him and he's like, why are you laughing? And he said, I said, well, cause this isn't the nicest call I've had all day. Thank you. (laughs) And I think they're just came a point where I realized that I can't sit there and complain about somebody else's part of the boat leaking because it's my boat too. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. We are. Yeah. Very well put. So, um, yeah, I might actually, you know, start drawing cartoons or something. I might, (laughs) might actually work out for me. I, um, like I said, I, there's so many different stories I want to talk about, you know, with you. I mean, I like the whole Delta Airlines thing about how good they were to your family, you know, getting you up to Washington. And, you know, and that's the thing. And, and your story, your family's story, there's all these moments of darkness, but there's all these all these moments of, of beauty mm-hmm. and so forth. And I think that's something that we all should hang on to really tight. 
And and during times of despair, yeah, there's always people out there who are trying to light. Because when my father was assassinated, um, world people around the world sent letters yeah. and letters to my mom, to the family, uplifting a more of the positive. They were definitely the ones that were still threats. That's one reason my mother wanted to leave. Move to California. Yeah. Uh, because it, they were still after us. Yeah. Um, so, and California was not all milk and honey. Either. No, it's a, just a different kind of issue, you know, over there. You and I could talk about it a little bit off the air, but yeah, yeah. I was, I was, cause I, you know, I had grown up in the South my whole life, so I was kind of used to the Southern things. Mm-hmm. Then I moved to California. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a totally different. Yeah. So I Orange was County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was San Diego County, <laughs> right south of it. I, I always, yeah. I always kind of joked that, um, and I love Cal. I, I had very good friends there. Right, love, I love right. San Diego, but I always mm-hmm. joked you never saw a church because church everybody worshipped themselves. <laughs> that wasn't funny, but it worked, you know, at the time. Church so. of self. The church okay. of self. The so church of that. self. But anyway, um, anything you'd like to touch on? I, I want to just thank Mississippi for. Um, all aspects, but especially for those who are supporting all families who have gone through traumatic, uh, violent um, experiences, but more importantly, to support our human rights and our civil rights. And, you know, Dad said, we can't give up now. We can't. This is a time period that so many things that that they have fought for yeah are trying to be turned back well thank you so much for joining us today thank you and, i've enjoyed it and thank, thank you. you for listening and special thanks to our, our wonderful guests today um if you'd like to hear this or any past episodes subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app or on our mpb public media app now you're t- talking as a production of mpb think radio with episode and podcast produced by the wonderful Lacey alexander and join us next monday at 10 i'm marshall ramsey y'all have an amazing week this is an mpb think radio podcast to hear previous shows visit mpbonline.org or download the mpb public radio app to listen on your iphone or android phone on demand